Welcome, Devil fans. I'm your host, Bill Box, and welcome to the Trap Podcast. We have our special guest, the Big Tickle, in the building with us tonight. And what a week, or what a weekend it was for the Devils. Um, obviously, everybody saw the the Devil Ranger game that happened on Saturday afternoon. I was there, and it was uh, a scene to say the least. So. The Devils had actually had been playing pretty well until Thursday night where they dropped what I thought was an easy game to the St. Louis Blues. Um, while there are no easy games in the NHL, I thought this was a, a game that they should have won and they let two points get away. And I was definitely concerned um, about the Devils coming into Saturday and playing the Rangers who, if they would have gotten a win, they would have actually have slid past the Devils in the Metro division standings. Um, and I was curious to see what was going to happen. I thought Mackenzie Blackwood was going to be in net and um, he wasn't. So, but anyway, um, first of all, it it's January 9th uh, and it is 9 PM. It's a Monday. Happy birthday. VTech Vanacek who I think every Devil fan has kind of fallen in love with at this point. And I think he's fell in love with New Jersey, which is great. The Devils got Andre Palat back, which was kind of uh, a surprise last Thursday. And um, I think he's played really good. He's definitely a, a big guy who plays very heavy and adds something to the team that um, we, we kind of lack. So he adds a different dimension to our team leadership, obviously a ton of experience, all the stuff about Andre Palat you already know. Um, but we're going to get into the Devil Ranger game. Uh, Kyle, what were your uh, what were your thoughts going into this game? Um, going into the game, well, first of all, Bill, thanks for having me on again. Um, going into the game, Obviously, we needed a home win in the most dire of ways. No better, no better team to 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 grab a, a home win against than the Rangers. Um, but I was, I was, I'm, I'm. Listen, I'm just being honest here. I'm very optimistic about this Devils team. Uh, I think that we may take a step back when we have some of our big prospects, uh, you know, Luke and Simone Nemitz come in. But this team that we have right now, I think that we're 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 real contenders. Are we going to win the Stanley Cup? No, maybe not, but. I think that we are in any single game. We went on a huge losing streak, obviously, in you know in December uh, through early early January. But they have not been blowouts, and you know every game I'm I'm going into I'm I'm optimistic. Yeah, and I think you have a right to be. Um... They've definitely, they did. They lost some games that, I, I don't know, they were tight. They were in them all. Um, they just couldn't finish. They couldn't, they haven't been getting secondary scoring, which has obviously been an issue. But the the vibe around the Devil Ranger game on Saturday was a vibe that I haven't felt at a hockey game in a really long time, probably since um, the playoffs when we played Tampa. And it was the most expensive uh, hockey ticket at the Rock since the playoffs. So uh, it was like 200 and something bucks just to get into the building. Obviously, there were a ton of Ranger fans there, which I have to admit, as much as I hate Ranger fans and I love I love stirring the pot with the Rangers, and we'll get into that in a minute, but um, everybody's been pretty respectful of one another. We went to both games at the Garden, and we were kind of loud and a little obnoxious, and everyone was you know, for the most part, pretty cordial um, and well-behaved compared to back in the day where it would, you know, you would see brawls breaking out all over 
Continental Airlines Arena, and um, things right. have changed a lot. I mean, do you remember those days where we would go to games, and it would be like it would be me and Kyle, and then my mom and my dad. They're, they'd be playing the Flyers, the Rangers, and there'd be like entire sections of people fighting, and my dad would be yelling at me to pay attention to the game, and it was it was a bizarre scene back in the day. It was, it was. I mean, literally, you know, middle-aged women, uh, <laughs> you know, tumbling down, down the, you know, stairs or over chairs or whatever it was. It, it, complete chaos. Um, but we did, we did go to those games at, you know, Madison Square Garden, and, um, you know, I thought that we were, we were pretty respectful. And, there's, yeah, there's a code. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and and you know it was, you know we had we had a guy behind us who I think you threw kudos to, um, you know calling out Rangers players, you know calling out Truba and you know what are you doing? Get in position and and, and all and all this stuff in the same way that you know we do. Sure. You know, we're calling we're we're calling out you know Brendan Smith you know, in devil's games more than any other, you know, no one could throw more shade on, on the devils than, you know, than us in terms of, if you're not, if you're not doing the right thing, you know, we're, we're going to notice, notice it. But, um, you know, and I think that there, again, there was just that kind of mutual, mutual respect. And obviously uh, we hate the Rangers and, but it was, you know, if you're a fan, you're a fan, and you know everyone's going through their own crap essentially. You know, with their own team, and it's like there's no reason why. Um, there's no why. Yeah, everybody can't go there and get after each other for a little. Exactly. Bit. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, the Devils were wearing their reverse retro jerseys, and they had the retro scoreboard, and they had all that. It was like a fifty-fifty split crowd at the game. And I went with my son, Bo. Um, we went down for warm-ups and, you know, checked out Dougie Hamilton and all the players and got to see everybody up close, which was great. And we had really nice seats. We're, like, sitting pretty much center ice. So um, we had a great view of the whole game. So the, the vibe in there was nuts. And then, sure enough, a minute and a half into the game, the Rangers get a goal. And it's like... Oh my god! Here we go, and, and I'm I'm kind of just like I'm pissed, and we're uh, it's still early in the game, obviously, and the the Devils are like dominating, completely dominating, and it's so frustrating um, because um, Igor Shosturkin played so sick. If it wasn't for Shosturkin. The Rangers would have been out of this game way earlier. The guy was like standing on his head. I mean, we had almost 20 shots on goal in the first period. We ended the game with 43 shots on goal. Right. But, and the Rangers had 30 block shots during the game, too. So that gives you an idea. I mean, the Devils took 73 shots that were either blocked or stopped. That's not, that doesn't account for shots that missed the net. So, I mean, that gives you an idea of the puck control and the domination that the Devils had, but we've all seen games where you get goalied, and that's pretty much exactly what happened to us on the Thursday night where Jordan Binghamton pretty much won the Blues the game for us, or for them. Yeah. Yep. And um, so the Ranger fans were, were kind of loud, and they were just obnoxious, and Bo had never seen that many opposing fans in our arena going crazy. He didn't know what the hell was going on. And um, and then they scored another goal to start the second period, and we were down to nothing, and it was extremely frustrating. Um, he was hungry, so we got up in the middle of the period and went and got some chicken fingers, and obviously they had to score a goal while we weren't there. Um, Jack Hughes on a beautiful – he splits the defense, comes in, scores an awesome goal, and then he – he kind of throws the the devil's logo up and like shows it off to the crowd. And what was really cool was he did it right in front of Josh Harris, the owner of the team, was on the glass right where he did it. And he stopped right in front of him, which I I think is uh is kind of like a little that was I thought that was really cool of him. And uh, he's got Jack Hughes has some serious swag, and 
he's just taken his game to such a different level. I mean, at the beginning of the season, um, well, we'll get into Jack Hughes in a second. Let's let's finish up the game. So, so uh, it's two to one, and I tell you what, the Rangers missed the net a ton. They, uh, especially Zibanejad, I mean, he had a plenty of good shots. The, the problem was the shots were like all five feet over the net. He was just, I mean, he's got some serious heat on those shots. But he was missing the net. And one of the things that I've noticed, while we might outshoot teams and outpossess teams, a lot of times we'll give up really good scoring chances. And I thought that there were a couple of odd man rushes, a couple shots from the slot um we didn't score on the five on three at the end of right. the right. the first period which was incredibly frustrating we moved the puck around really well um but we he was just he looked so good at one point he took a puck right off the face i mean i watched it live he literally didn't move it just hit him square in the face and it definitely looked like it shook him up for a second he got up and kind of leaned back on the net and um but Chris Kreider ends up scoring a goal. Now it's three to one. And I'm telling Bo, I said, hey, listen, dude, we got 20 minutes left in this game. We're down by two goals. What do you think? Do you think we can get two goals and try to push this game into overtime? And we could try to win it in overtime. And he's an optimistic kid. So he was like, yeah, yeah, of course. Blah, blah, blah. So um, I, I thought there. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So, I th- again, um, for anyone who has uh, small children and they're bringing them to, uh, you know, any sporting event where you're really passionate about it, uh, you know how uh, distracting it can be, even though they're totally involved. And um, at yeah, I think I think it was right before the end of the, the second period. Uh, so Bill, myself and my father are on a text chain and we're all texting each other pretty much uh, on every, you know, play. And he basically said, text, text amongst yourselves. I can't handle you guys texting me at this time. So, so me, me and my dad, we're, we're, we wind up having a call, you know, during the, the second intermission, uh, you know, before the third period. I'm like, I think we still got this. Bill doesn't want to talk to us. He's frustrated. But I I truly felt like we, it was like we're still in this because, and I've never, I, I haven't felt this way about a Devils team. And I literally, I can't even tell you. We are in every single game. I mean, we're any double digit loss that we've had, you know, this season, you know, has come on, come, you know, from pretty much an, and, you know, an open netter. And, you know, we've had it deep and we're, we're basically on the verge of scoring an equalizer on every loss that we have. So I truly do feel like this team is, is truly always in it. And it's not just, you know, uh, a Homer optimistic outlook. I mean, this team can really come back and we've proven that we can come back. Yeah. And it's because we can score because we have a lot of speed and we have a lot of talent up front too. Um, and what's, what sucks is we haven't really gotten that secondary scoring recently. And we've relied strictly on our, on our, um, franchise players, Jack Hughes in particular. But, um, so there was like 10 minutes left in the game or, or I don't know, 11 minutes left in the game, 12 minutes left in the game. And the devil took a penalty and with like 11 minutes left, I think. And so there's. So in my head, I'm like, all right, now we got nine minutes to score two goals. And luckily, the Devils ended up drawing a penalty right afterwards, which was a pretty weak – I don't know if it was a penalty, but it was – 
I probably wouldn't have been. It was one of the games where the Devils didn't get screwed by the refs. We can we can all no, admit that. No, Vinny no, Trocheck. Vinny Trocheck got a his hand his stick on the hands of Siegenthaler, and and he lost his stick, and they called the penalty. And that brat shot was stupid. That was in and out. People didn't. Some people didn't even move in the stands. They had no idea that it even went in. But um, I had a clear view of it, and I knew that it wasn't the crossbar. You could tell. And uh, it was just a really beautiful shot. It was good to see Brett score a big goal like that. It was good to see the power play get a goal. Um, and then once that goal happened, you felt like, holy crap, here comes like a wave of energy from the crowd. And people were people were pretty excited. Um, and then, boom, two minutes later, Jack Hughes scores. And now the place is literally freaking out. And the Ranger fans that were freaking out the whole game are now quiet. You could tell there's a ton of tension in the air. Um, Devil fans have Devils have all the momentum. It it basically felt like a boxer that was on the ropes, and the Rangers were just taking punches and taking punches and trying to get the puck out of the zone. They couldn't get it out, and um, I feel like the Rangers were lucky to get one point out of it, which is crazy to me because with 12 minutes left in the game, 11 minutes left in the game, I thought. We were done, to be honest with you. Um, so, uh, my my, I so we, you know, all the you, me, and Dad were texting, and I think that for the first, you know, one and a half periods, maybe first two periods, we would all agree that we thought that. Uh, Vitek Fanchek looked a little shaky. And I love Vitek. I'm saying it just didn't seem like his his game. Having, you know, coming back, scoring those two goals in the third, it was back and forth for, you know, the second half of that third period. And Vitek made some huge saves. I mean, he sure did. It, I mean, it, it's like he kept this. That could have gone. It could have gone the other way. I mean, Definitely. it was. I felt like it was back and forth. It was everyone. You know, both teams were just getting. You know, really high quality scoring opportunities. Uh, you know, odd man rushes and and all of that. And it was. It was like my gosh. It, it. It made it that. It. We didn't. I. I don't feel like. I feel like we were the better team, but I don't feel like the Devils necessarily dominated um, in terms of high-scoring opportunities well, well, in the second. You know what it was? Was we we basically we controlled most of play, but then when we and this is exactly what I'm talking about. We controlled most of play. We hemmed them in their zone a lot, but then when they would get the puck out, they would have like an odd right. man rush and have a really good scoring right. chance. So, right, our high their high danger scoring chances were probably uh, I don't know if they're the, it was it was on par with ours, despite only spending maybe a third of the time in the offensive zone that right. we did. Right. So. It's like that's what I'm talking about. It's like we're we're dominating play, but when we give up a scoring chance, we give up really good scoring chances, which is something that the Devils definitely do need to work on. Uh, I mean, the Rangers still put up 34 shots on net, but you're right. Vanacek definitely played his ass off the second half of the game, and you got to love that because the Devils have had a problem with goalies who, if they don't get off to a hot start, they kind of melt. I mean, especially Blackwood, but even going back to like Kincaid and I mean, last year doesn't count. None of those guys are legit, but um, just having mental fortitude. Yeah. Toughness. When, yeah, just being yeah, toughness. yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, of course. So, so that was really, that was really nice to see. Um, and I do, I, I still think that the Devils did dominate and they had so much, energy and there was so much pressure on the Rangers at that point that I do think that the Rangers were kind of lucky to get away with one. Anyone could have scored at any point. It was, it was running gun for sure, but the game goes into overtime and first of all, three on three overtime to begin with, like why are we still having shootouts? The shootout is the stupidest thing ever. Like we need to get rid of the shootout 
make a three on three overtime for ten minutes until somebody scores. Someone will score. Like someone's th- going to. It's yeah. like it's it's, it, it's, it's, so, it's so exciting and it's like it's so nerve wracking. But at one point, like the Devils fans and the Rangers fans were like chanting verse each other, and it kept getting louder and louder. And there was like a real sense of like will of who was going to win the crowd battle and the game. And I was, I was like, it was an edge of your edge of your seat type of type of a game. And then the play where Lafreniere is coming down and yeah, for the stick play by Severson was sick forget about he obviously he takes it the other way and i mean everybody knows severson has a sick shot if you don't know that severson has a sick shot is you don't you don't follow the game enough or you don't pay attention enough his shot is insane he's always had a really good shot and he's always the guy has insane hands too so you can shit on severson all you want but if you've ever seen him in a shootout i mean the guy definitely has skill he's got hands and he's got a good quick release um and to see him get it you could tell after he scored that goal how much it meant to him he was so happy i mean the celebration was a celebration only from somebody that just really made uh i mean that will go down as the most famous play in Damon Severson's career as a New Jersey Devil the guys played yeah. 605 games with the team and he's done a lot of good things. I mean, he's going to get moved probably before the deadline, or maybe he'll stay till the end of the year. But this is going to be his last year with the team. And to see him win the game, a guy that's taken a ton of criticism, a guy that even when he plays well, nobody really brings it up. He's been one of our best, most consistent defensemen since he was a healthy scratch. He's played really good, but you got to remember, like, Damon Severson had the behind-the-back pass to Igor Sharangovich when he scored versus the Bruins on opening day a couple years ago, and then he had the open ice hit on Brad Marchand at the end of the game. It hasn't all been bad with him, you know what I mean? And it's like, I was really happy to see it, and I think that the team was really happy to see him, him be the guy, too, because he's put in a lot of time... And he gets a lot of unnecessary hate, and uh, I was I was ex- super happy for him. Now, on the other I, end, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say that I I couldn't agree with you more. I think that um, I think they said it was his first uh, overtime goal. Yeah, it was his first. Exactly, not, not not including shootouts, obviously, but game winning overtime goal. He 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 does get, in my opinion, uh, unfairly ridiculed by you know the devils, uh, the devils fans. Uh, yeah. Let's just be let's just be honest. He's not going to be with us for you know most likely next year, and I I truly do feel like that's going it's going to be like. Uh, where is that? Where are we missing on that back end? Because I, I truly don't feel like we're going to be able to to re- replace him. He made he's made he's made a lot of bad plays. He 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 almost made a really bad play, you know, throwing it in Vanishek's feet, um, you know, right through the crease. Uh, yeah, right prior. Yeah, to yeah, 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 and. But at the same time, it's it, he's he's a good, solid player, and you know, I he's, I, I don't think he's going to be with us. But you, I, you know, I, like, I, I I I wish him luck where wherever where wherever he goes because I feel like he's been a a really solid devil for a really long time and hasn't gotten enough love. He he has, and um, it's going to be one of those things to where you don't know what you got till it's gone. But right. un- unfortunately for Damon Severson's the short term memory that Devils fans will have is you're going to have Simone Nemitz that's going to step in into his position, and it's like 
people are going to be really happy to see him finally playing in the NHL. They're going to accept some of his rookie mistakes a little bit more than they'd accept right. Severson's, and, and rightfully so. Um, so you're kind of going to be replacing him like right away with a very highly talented young prospect that the fans are very eager to see. So uh, I don't think that there's going to be a bunch of fans losing sleep that we moved Damon Severson just based on the situation that the Devils currently are in. Um, just, just real quick, I'm just, just to point out that you've been saying for years that um, he's been getting, you know, unfair uh, hate from from the fans because he's been asked to do something that you know he's not the, you know, he's not the number one right-handed defenseman on the team. He's not a franchise right-handed exactly. defenseman. So. Exactly. Quit having him play on the first pairing. Just because you can't build a freaking a back end, don't blame it on David Severson. He's playing over his head, like flat out. Like everybody knows that. Like so, it's it's not it's not a fair. You're not assessing things correctly. So that's not fair to do. He's in the right position now. I mean, he's a damn good right-handed third pairing defenseman, um, or he's playing second. But you know what I mean. When Marino's playing, he's playing third. Um, which I thought Yegor Sharangovich had a better game. So mm-hmm. he kind of collided with Lafreniere after Severson made that made that great stick play. And I I tell you what, like it couldn't have happened to a better person. I hate Alexei Lafreniere. Lafreniere mm-hmm. is such a little smug, um, thinks he's a tough guy, is always involved in some shit, doesn't produce, and to see the meltdown amongst Ranger fans afterwards, I'm going to get into some stuff right here. Can I, Ranger- can I just can, can I just interject real quick? When it happened initially, and I'm watching from Florida um, on TV, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, was that? just like a blatant interference and was nervous that they were literally going to, to, to call something. Obviously what happens, you know, is history. We know what happens. They go back to the, to the overhead view and it was almost like Lafayette comes across and basically just takes out Sharon Govich. I thought that Sharon Govich had, had essentially like, it was like the opposite, like had interfered with him. It, it was literally, I, I felt like it literally couldn't be more opposite. Yeah. It was like when Ric Flair used to get like smashed in the head and he would be knocked out, but he would like walk uncontrollably. <laughs> like he didn't know where he was going to go and then fall on his head. It was kind of like that. And, um, and Ranger fans just exploded. They are so over Lafreniere. Like, they they hate him. And I, I reposted some some reactions from Ranger fans. And he is not like – and he, he was just healthy scratched. But, I mean, they want to send him to Hartford. I think they want to trade him. I, I would not be surprised if he ended up maybe getting a fresh start somewhere else. Um and obviously, like Montreal comes to mind, but I hope they don't do that. But it's like it is not working out for him, and uh, and I couldn't be happier to see that. And yeah, you have to. Yeah. You have to also. You have to be, really love the the way that Jack Hughes has completely dominated the Jack Hughes Capo Caco rivalry, and the the funniest. I mean, it'll never get old. A crowd full of Ranger fans at Madison Square Garden cheering when the Devils took Jack Hughes because they thought that Kako Kako was better. I mean, that is literally – that will never get old. That's going to live in infamy. That's going to be like um, the Henrique goal in game six. It's going to be like us chanting 1940. You know what I mean? Like right. It's like Ranger fans cheering because we got Jack Hughes and, and uh, Steve Aliquette talking about how Capo Caco is bigger and he's stronger and he's better. And then he says, and he's faster than Jack Hughes. Like, dude, what planet are you on? You are literally, a, you're a professional. You're on television. 
trying to give information to other hockey fans about what is going on about people, you're going to tell me that Capo Caco is a faster hockey player than Jack Hughes. That just, all of that, I just love to see. Um, but the, the Ranger fans, hold on. The Ranger fans literally got to the point where they were so upset that they started actually hating on Sam Rosen, which I'm like, how are you going to hate on Sam Rosen? He's been the voice of the Rangers for like 40 years. As a Devil fan, I love listening to Sam Rosen. It's like he's just such a professional and such an iconic voice. And, yeah, he's older and he probably makes a ton of mistakes. And that comes with the territory. It's like – but the guy is literally a living legend and you have blue – collarshirts.com some like probably 25 year old kid living in his mom's basement writing articles about how sam rosen is a delirious old blabbermouth and it's like holy crap talk about not knowing your own franchise or having respect for somebody that has been such an icon and such a i mean amazing play-by-play announcer like as good as it gets in the nhl um Watching, watching, watching Sam Rosen and JD. It was like, I'm saying through all of the terms. Yeah, it was like, it was like, watch, of, it was like watching Mike Emmerich. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, it was, it was, it was just professionalism at its best. And uh, never, never, it, it wasn't like watching an Islanders broadcast. It wasn't like watching a Flyers broadcast. I mean, it was, it was these guys just knew hockey and. It, it, it one of one of the one of the things that that bothers bothers me about most bothers me the most about watching some of these broadcasts is like just the straight Homer mentality. It's like, are you guys supposed to be professionals and just oh, Jack, calling Jack the game? Edwards in Boston is literally the worst. Like I, when I hear his voice, I literally cringe. Um, it, it, it's. I'm saying it. It brings down. It, it lowers the level of the integrity of the game, and I always thought that it, even through our most bitter rival, you know, watching JD and Sam Rosen, it was you know they weren't trying to you know. There's nothing wrong with calling it like it is. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, you know. Even. Candanico sometimes it's like you know that call, that was maybe wasn't as bad of a call as you thought it was Dano I love you um it's like let's just be let's call it like it is it's you know we're not trying to be again we're not trying to be homers it's like you should call the game equal all the time and I love you Dano but <laughs> um Okay, so one of the, one of the things that happened during the game was I took a video of Igor Shosturkin where he was facing the opposite direction as the rest of every single person on the ice, um, the refs and both teams were facing. They had like a color guard out on the ice, and they were singing the national anthem. Marlette was singing the national anthem, and Shosturkin was facing the opposite way. Obviously... Obviously, I know that there's a flag the opposite way. I go to every game. I'm a season ticket holder. I've been going to games since I was a kid. I know the whole deal. I posted it to stir some shit up. Well, holy shit, did it stir some shit up. It like got passed around and went viral. There was 75,000 views at this point. You're Al-Qaeda, Bill. <laughs> and, and it's like the amount of people just saying the funniest stuff. Like, I, I don't... I don't care which way he was yeah. facing or anything. I did it to like stir the pot. Like it's the Rangers. It's Igor Shosturkin. I'm going to do, I'm going to say whatever I can to piss Ranger fans off. Well, holy crap. I had like, de- like devil's fans, like hitting me up. Like, why should he, you know, why should he, why are you doing on your phone during the national anthem? You know, you don't have your hand over your heart. What kind of American are you? Uh, you know, he's, this country's corrupt. Why would he ever look? I'm like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> we just we hit a level of stupidity that I I love. Actually, it was like I was totally fascinated by the whole thing, um, and it, and it got a ton of attention. And I thought it was so funny. Um, 
just because I could literally care less. Like, obviously, I don't care if I don't care if they ever sang the national anthem before a professional sporting event ever again in my life. I don't think it's necessary. With that said, it doesn't bother me either. Um, I it's just the some of the reactions I or some of the responses that I got were so funny. And I oh shit, I wish I I wish I had them in front of me. But like one of them was like, um, "What would you expect? He's Jersey trash." Blah blah blah. And it was a guy. So I like clicked on it, like just checking out. It was a guy in his profile bio. It had the word "fuck" in it twice. In his bio. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. And then and then another one was like, uh, you know, this guy is a like, uh, I don't know. He's whatever they were saying about me, something. And then it was like, I'm an ex, I'm an ex sailor. And I drive a truck that goes, we, you, we, you. And I'm like, I'm like, who are these people? Where are they coming from? These are like these people's bios, but I thought it was really funny. Um, and if, and if you were offended by it, I mean, I, I wasn't, I, I don't, I don't care actually, but, um, the whole thing to me, number one, number, number one, um, we were the, I think we were the most vocal people at Madison Square Garden in terms of like <laughs> veterans, uh, appreciation and, you know, everything. Well, that's, that, a, well, that's a totally different thing. Like, you know, yeah, like no. veterans and stuff. Yeah. Like you should stand and clap for veterans and stuff, but the amount of people that are like screaming crazy stuff through the national anthem, people don't have a problem with, you know what I mean? Like that's okay. But, uh, Right. Don't record Igor Shosturkin yeah. facing the other way. That's yeah. that's taboo. You had it your was, phone out. You're right. Yeah, I had my phone out. It was over my heart. It was over my heart. I was recording over my heart. But uh, but that was kind of cool. So uh, we posted that, and that went. That was fun. But you have to let's get on to Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes, obviously, he has hit such a different level. And um, at the beginning of the season, he had too many turnovers. He was playing good. He was producing. But I thought he was turning the puck over a little too much. Uh, wasn't as res- as responsible defensively in his own zone as I would like to see. He's, he's going to turn the puck over only because he carries the puck on his stick as much as he does. But um, what I've seen from him in the past couple weeks is, even through the losing streak, has been he has taken it to a whole nother level and i'm talking like whole nother level of something we might not have ever seen as devil fans as uh, as far as offensive ability and i don't know i feel like he's getting to a point where if he's been playing like this long enough to where once you start breaking through these like glass barriers as a player and you realize that you could play at an even higher level, you start to make that the level that you expect to play at. And it just propels you as a player. You go from being a 30 goal scorer to a 40 goal scorer to a 50 goal scorer to you get to the point where you're like Austin Matthews and you think every time I touch the puck, I'm going to score. You know what I mean? And like he has gotten to that level of confidence and cockiness and, he is very sure of himself. He's in the right place at the right time. I mean, he is touching another level. And as a Devil fan, I mean, he's so young. He's got this crazy contract for $8 million for the next eight years. It's like we have hit the jackpot. Um, Jack Hughes is a full-blown, legit superstar in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be hard to argue against. Got off to, uh, I I would say he got off to a, a a bad start, but like you said, I felt like he was a a little shaky in terms of turnovers, and you know, you you look at some of the superstars in the league and they're going to do that. He has just in the past two and a half months, two months, I feel like progressed into such a 
dominant player in terms of he's taking finally he's taking shots. Let's be honest. What's what what happened in you know from his draft year for the past two years, he was more of a playmaker and now he has the confidence to take shots and it's like what the devils need right now are are people scoring. And he's actually doing it and he's producing and I just could not be more thrilled about someone actually just putting the puck in the back of the net. Yeah, he's been he's been amazing and um it looks like the lines today they switched him up in practice and they're going to actually have they're going to take Hall off of his line which I think everyone's been calling for for a while now and they're going to play Sharon Govich and Mercer with him and Sharon Govich he can score 30 goals but he can't score 30 goals if he's not playing with someone that can get him the puck in open right. space and right. I think this is going to do wonders for Sharon Govich because he kind of earned this spot in his last game by the way he played. And um, and then they're moving Palat down off of Nico's line, and Nico's going to play on the third – or um, and Palat's going to play on the third line uh, with, with Halla. I also saw that – and I like the way that – I got to say, I like the way that um, Alex Holtz has been playing. He's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. going to be fine. I have no doubt in Alex Holtz. He's 20 years old, so, like, give him a break. Like, the guys that he was picked amongst, Marco, Rossi, and stuff, I get it. Lucas Raymond is a different type of animal. It's like – but there's a lot of guys who – they're playing in the league and they're doing all right, but give him some time. Let him play with some skilled players. They're going to have him down playing with Mike McLeod and Zetterlin. Miles Wood went down in practice today and did not look good, but – According to the team, it says that he's going to go on the road with them. So the yeah. Devils are going on a on a long road trip. They're going to be on the road for eleven days. Yeah. They got five games in eleven days. Um, they get Carolina tomorrow, which is a huge game. Obviously, Carolina leads the Metro and is one of the best teams in the league. But well, the, can, but, can I just ask you ask you a question and ask your honest opinion? Obviously, we have a lot of. Uh, injured guys traveling with the team between, you know, Bastion, Wood. We we know that essentially Wood isn't playing. Um, pretty sure Marino is traveling with the team. Um, what do you think that's going to, to – where do you think that Bastion – do you think that Bastion has an honest uh, – chance of playing in the next five games. I do. Why yeah. would he travel with the team if he didn't have a chance of playing? I don't know. I don't, I don't think that Wood has an honest chance of playing. Well, they don't, uh, even, don't... they don't even, yeah, they don't even know what's wrong with Wood. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, I do think Bastion has a chance of playing. And what I really like is if you have Bastion, what you're going to do is you're going to play Zerlin, McLeod, Bastion, and then you're going to play Palat, Halla, Holt. I mean, that's what I'm playing. But Boquist is out at this point. For me, I'm not playing Boquist. And if you could play, Halla does some dirty – you could definitely do some dirty stuff. And, like, obviously Palat plays very heavy and he's great along the boards. Like, you could open up some ice for Halla, or for, for Holt and, like, you might have, like, three legit scoring lines. So – that's what I'm going with. But uh, like you said, yeah, Wood's traveling with the team. Marino's traveling with the team. I don't know what to expect if any of these people plan on playing. Um, now, they had this game in Carolina tomorrow, which is really big. And Carolina has lost its last three. So they went on this crazy run, kind of like the Devils. And now they've dropped three. And, I mean, they lost to uh, they lost to Columbus – and they lost to Nashville, and they lost to the Rangers. And the Devils are feeling pretty good about themselves coming into this game, and I kind of like these line combinations that we got going on. I like Nikita Ohutuk. I thought he played really oh, well. Yeah. He yeah. put a nice open ice hit on Vinny Trocek. Nothing crazy, but he definitely like shook him up a little bit. That was I was 
right in front of me, and I, I could tell when Trocek was skating to the bench that he just he was like, "Shit, I ran into a wall." But I was really I was really impressed with the way that Ohutuk is very hard to play against. He was really like in front of the net and going into the corner just plays really, really physical. He gives people problems. Um, I, I think he's played pretty damn good. Uh, he's definitely played better than Ball, but it's I, he's good. He's kind of like it's good to have a guy like that on your team. Like I feel like he can beat anybody up at any point, and if the game gets really physical, it kind of plays into his hands. And uh, he's been exciting. He's earned the spot too, so I'm excited to see him on the roster. Now, what's crazy is. Um, the Devils are 14-2-1 on the road, which is the second mound, the second in the NHL with road points. And we're first in road points percentage. Um, the Devils are 19-0-1 when they lead after two. So getting off to a hot start definitely favors the Devils. Now, Carolina's ranked first in the league in, shot against, in shots against, and the Devils are ranked second in the league in shots against. So... Something's definitely going to have to give. I think Carolina could be vulnerable right now. And it would be a really awesome, I mean, this would be a really big win if the Devils can go on the road and get a win versus uh, Carolina, who is four points ahead of them. We would end up being one game behind Carolina. We would have yeah. fifty. We would have 55 points and they would have 57 points, 41 games into the season. Um, so the Devils would be back on track and then they go on a West Coast road trip and um, they play Friday night in Anaheim, I believe, and then they play on Saturday in uh, Los Angeles. What was cool was Eli Manning was in the building on Saturday afternoon and that was cool and he had his daughters with him. And they were rocking Devils jerseys. So he is not a Ranger yeah. fan. He is a Devil fan. And his daughter, broken, baby. Caroline, ended up scoring her first, um, you know, goal. Yeah, yeah, her first, yeah, her first yeah, goal this that. weekend. So good for good for him and good for Eli. There was a picture of Eli and Nico and Jack. And it's like, you know, the Giants are, are about to play in their first playoff game in six years. And uh, Eli Manning was just such a an iconic New York giant and will forever go down. He's a li- he's literally a living legend. Um, and whether or not you think Eli sucks or not, it's like, that's a whole different story, but the guy won two very dramatic Super Bowls for the, for the giants and brought a lot of joy. He, to he, he, Eli does. First of all, does not suck. And I, I, I think that. he, I, I think he represents, you know, obviously a lot of New York Ranger fans are, Giants fans, and you know what? We share that kindred blood, and that's awesome. Um, we shared the Meadowlands for, you know, we used to park in Giants Stadium, you know, sure. uh, the lot. It's like we we are one. We are one, and. Um, The Giants can win. Giants can win on Sunday too. I mean, obviously the Giants played Minnesota on Christmas Eve and they lost in the last play of the game on a field goal. But I don't know. I think after the Giants game the other night, where they they are, what was that? Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. They played pretty good with their second and third string players in. I mean, I think the Giants feel pretty confident going into um, Sunday's matchup. So I can't wait to watch that. So we're gonna have some good. We got Friday. And what's good is like these late games, sometimes they happen during the week. And this this year, uh, it works out for us. So we have a Friday, it's a 10 o'clock game. So, you know, if you're not working, if you're off on the weekend, you could stay out for it. And then Saturday is a 10.30 game, which is very late. But then you got the Giants on Sunday at 4.30. And then you have the Devils play on Monday, but it's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So that's kind of nice. They I know. Play, I know. They play, they play the Sharks, so that's going to be yeah. good. Anaheim and the Sharks should be two teams that you should be able to beat up on. The Kings are good. The Kings are real good. That's going to be uh, a tough matchup. 
It would be sick if the Devils were to just come home with Timo Meyer on the 16th. From, took him, took <laughs> I, him from I, San Jose and just said, come on, I, you're coming with us. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I do think – I truly, truly do think that the Devils are going to go on a, you know, an away streak run. A heater. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> no, I, I, tr- I truly do. I truly do. I think that – you know, we got a young team. They're excited to be on the road. They're bonding, all this stuff. I I don't know. I just, I, I think that there's. I think they're back. Yeah. I, I Number one, I think they're back. But I really do think that there's, I mean, I think that, that last year we were really good on the road. Um, well, last year and, we weren't really good at anything. We, no, we weren't, but I'm saying I think that we're better on the road than we were. Well, this year, there's no doubt we're good on the road. I mean, we're 14-2-1, right. so, yeah, that definitely benefits us. And I think, like they were saying in the game the other day, like, it just kind of – I think they simplify the game a little bit when they're on the road, and they just kind of get stuff done instead of trying maybe one too many passes or holding on to the puck, you know, a second too long. But the Carolina game is big. That's another four-point swing. And we just gave it up to them on New Year's Day in a shootout. And that was, that was, you know, that sucked. And it's like, this is our chance to get them back. Go get those four points. Get the four-point swing. We'll be one game behind them. Um, and and then, yeah, and then we – so then we, we go on the road and next Thursday we're in Seattle. So there's really not much Devils hockey coming up. This is a good opportunity to maybe check out some other teams. Like I'm just a hockey fan in general, so I end up watching like other teams play, especially in the Metro. I always watch like Ranger games, or last night I watched some of the the Pittsburgh Arizona game. Um, and then they get the Penguins when they come back on the 22nd. They get the Penguins for a matinee on a Sunday, um, which will also be a four point game. Um, so that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. I, I really like the schedule for January and February. So I feel like we, we could beat the Penguins at home. Um, Vegas is good. Nashville's okay. Dallas is good. Then you go into like February and we have Vancouver at home. We should win that. Seattle at home. We should win that. All right. Minnesota's okay. That's a 50-50 toss-up. Columbus, we should win that. We should win St. Louis. We play the Penguins. And then we get four home games in a row. Winnipeg, Montreal, Los Angeles, Philadelphia. So what we have to do is we have to bank all these points. I keep I sound like a broken record, but you have to bank all these points going into March because March gets funky. You got three games versus Tampa. You got Carolina. You got Florida, you got Toronto, Vegas, the Avalanche. So you got a lot. You got a lot of tough games, and then the end of the month uh, versus the Rangers on the thirtieth. Which so basically, my point is, all the games now kind of have a playoff feel to it. So all the teams that are playing hard are playing to either make the playoffs or look for a playoff spot. It's going to be a long. It's going to be a long three months. And then I saw, and I saw that, um, I saw that Michigan's or, or Michigan just collegiate hockey, their season ends. Um, I think it's the first week of April, so that means that Luke Hughes is going to be playing on a team for these last two weeks of the season. Yeah, I think when when Luke and Nemitz come come play it's it's going to be uh well, to play whenever he wants whenever they, they can either, call him up uh, they can call him up whenever he wants i'm saying luke hughes is not going to go and play for utica they're going to call him up and he's going to play on the devils he's going to play over Ohutuk. i'm just saying i still think it's going to be we're going to have our Growing pains. That's it. Yeah, but you like to think that he's going to be better than Oluduk. You know, I think he will. Or whoever's playing on this side, whatever's going on. 
you got to think he's going to be better than Brendan Smith. That's what they're hoping for. Now, next year when he has a full season and let's say we don't have Graves, we don't have Severson, and then it, it might be different if he's playing a different role. But, like, it's the same thing they did with Kale McCarr. They do it with all these kids, and they bring him up. No. And they're going into the playoffs, and he's, like, you know, he's the sixth guy. Like, and you let him quarterback the power, second power play or something like that. Which I actually I, – I was watching the Pittsburgh game last night, and Ty Smith looked okay. He did. I was, I was impressed. I mean, he's not John Marino. No, he's not. He's Ty Smith. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really interesting uh, week. There's not gonna be that much hockey, which sucks. But tomorrow's games are a big one. So hopefully, um, hopefully they keep this good momentum going because that game the other day was a huge, huge character win for the team. So um, it was it was exciting. It was one of the most exciting games I've been to in a really long time, and. Uh, I'm ha- I was happy to see them pull one out. But, uh, Tickle, you got anything else to say? Billy, thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, obviously, that was such a, I mean, I don't want to say monumental win because it it's not a monumental win, but it was, it sure felt great. It felt, and it felt damn good. It, it, it felt damn good. And, I mean, this Devils team is in every single game. And we have not had that for a, a long time. And I'm super excited about this team's future. I mean, if, if you can't be excited as a Devils fan about what's going on right now, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it might it might take two, three years, but geez, we got a goddamn bright future. Yeah, we're a juggernaut from hell. Yeah, headed your way. Yeah. So Rangers suck, and um, and yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to get my Nemitz jersey. Oh my gosh, I, that uh, the Utica Nemitz jersey is sick. The throwback Utica real- jersey. Real, real commodity fetish, right there. That thing, <laughs> that thing is. For I actually, I actually, I actually emailed the Utica Devils or Utica Comets, and I said, "Whoa, you need to hook me up with one of them Nemitz Utica Devils jerseys." And they said the red ones are going to be dropping in a couple of weeks. And we're going to hit you up then. That so that thing is damn that right thing is serious. It's going to age real well, like a like a fine wine. All right. Well, from the trap, this is uh, Billy Botch and the Big Tickle, and we're signing off. See you soon. Peace. Later. I hopped up the plane at LAX with a dream in my cardigan. Welcome to the land of fame access. Am I going to fit in? Jumped in the camp. Here I am for the first time. Look to my right and I see the Hollywood. Be from out of town. So hard with my girls on.